Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout. My name is Ingram Noble and as per usual, I'll be your Drama School Dropout for the day. And on today's episode, I'm joined by my former classmate, Megan O'Neill. Hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Let's not pretend that this is the second time we're doing this. Yeah, we've not already had this conversation about five times. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. We um we did college together. We did college such good England, Ingram. Um, we went to college together and we started now five years ago. It'll be this summer. So you've uh-huh. been Ingram Noble in your life for half a decade. So lucky. Half a decade. How fortunate am I? I know. One of the luckier ones, I must say. <laughs> luckier than most and did. luckier than we the rest of the world. We went to the same introduction together. We, no, I know exactly. But our introduction together went to... I will forever remember you sitting beside me and it was a drag queen top you were wearing and that's the first conversation we ever had about drag queens. And then which one of us thought that we were a Chinese lesbian? Somebody thought on the college, was it me, I think? Yeah, I think I'd... You'd signed the form wrong. You had like almost signed the form wrong and said that you were a Chinese lesbian. And I remember sitting beside you being like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's so on brand for me. Like, let's just be real. Mm Mm-hmm. So, first of all, like, how did you mm-hmm. get into acting? Like, what was your first role? Oh, God. Uh, so, I actually used to do acting. Uh, so, back at Mabbit, <laughs> Mabbit, pure last vision. But so back Scottish. At Mabbit, there was back like, at Mabbit. Like, so Scottish. <laughs> Mabbit. But Mabbit had uh, like a community theatre thing called Toon Speak. And I was very heavily like with that for literally about the age of 11 to I would have about 16 at the time. And then I, I kind of fell away from it. My uh-huh. first like ever role was um, a being, <laughs> being a bully and her name was Clarice, but she had found her inner passions for drama and automatically became a really non-toxic person. <laughs> so classic, like we 14 year olds like theatre drama kind of things do you know what I mean but that's where I like became very heavily involved with that and I was actually really really good pals with my drama teacher in secondary school and she was just always the one that was like do this and go for it and just keep going with it so when was the point that you like actually sat down and was like so you you, I'm finishing school and this is what I want to continue doing that like I want to carry this on well nothing I'm not like a very like I'm not good at maths I like barely passed English nothing like ever spoke to me the way that drama did like my school didn't have a very good drama department but what we had we worked with and we poured our heart and souls into it and I loved the whole weirdly I loved rehearsals every rehearsal I've ever had I don't think I've ever had a bad moment with a rehearsal ever I've loved every single rehearsal I've ever did just because I love the whole oh this is why I'm moving this way and and like just getting into the like the actual thing of your character nothing has ever spoken to me in a way that drama actually did like I feel like with a lot of people that do continue into drama they're not not that they're not like um it's like in a sense it's like drama speaks to them more than any other subject ever has and it was the same for me yeah i i I get that even though i was a massive fucking geek in school and loved most of my subjects um Mm -hmm. so when we like started college we to to say it bluntly i was very underprepared for it and especially when we when it came time to doing productions and all of a sudden shitting myself at the thought of a hundred people watching me like how, how did that sort of like transfer for you like because it, it was a massive step up obviously we'd all sort of done things in school and 
outside of school that weren't as mm-hmm. professional as this. So when you were like, when you yeah. realised that we were in an actual theatre doing an actual show and <laughs> shouldn't fuck up, how did that like? <laughs> Literally scared the life out of me. It made me so shit scared because like, yeah, I did like community theatre and stuff like that. But the, my community theatre audience was just my mom. My yeah. mom, that was it. I had never like performed in front of like so many people and stuff like that and I was the same as you I think I went in thinking yeah it'll be a laugh not in the sense of yeah do you know what I'm absolutely like perfect to what I do I'm amazing and stuff like that I went in with the mindset of do you know what it'll be a laugh and then it wasn't but that I think that's why I loved it so much more because it did like kind of like sweep the rug underneath my feet it was so real no that you need to it was so real and it's like that you need to stand like on your own two feet like we're not going to hold your hand anymore do you know what I mean but I I talk my school here I kind of blame my school for the reason why I was so underprepared for my audition and for college see I was too overprepared I was a cocky mm-hmm. little asshole and thought everything was <laughs> competition you'd went in like yeah I'm already gonna do it and I had went in like yeah it's gonna be a laugh but like like I fully, I mean, I blame myself to an extent because I was so young and naive and thinking, oh, it'll just be a piece of cake, reading lines and stuff like that. I never actually saw it for what it actually was. And I'm glad because it was genuinely the best three years of my life. It really, really was. Big up to Kelvin College. Oh, we, lo- we love Kelvin College on this podcast. And we, auditions we are open Kelvin again. College. Auditions are open again. And I, mm. I've said this many times. If you're in the Glasgow area or don't mind traveling to Glasgow, please check out Kelvin College because they have the three best lecturers. And like the program is just mental. So, like, yeah, big up Kelvin mm-hmm. College. And I also just want to say big up. We're recording this over Zoom right now. And Megan's drinking <laughs> a glass of wine, and I have never been so jealous. I'm having of a great time. I've never been so I'm jealous of someone. I'm having a great time. Big up to Russell's Auntie Barbara Ann for my my bottle of wine for Christmas. I must say it's I'm very very nice. Currently not allowed to drink because my liver is fucked. Um, so I've never been so jealous. It's repairable. I've just got to lose some weight and give it a break for a while. I was going to say weird, weird flags, but okay. No, I've I'm never sure been so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so jealous of someone in my entire life. I had to go Christmas and New Year without a single drink. And Having a nice wee glass so of wine. But yeah, like I fully stand by like if Glasgow Kelvin College ever did like the net, the steps after the degree and stuff like that, the steps after the HND, they would be where I applied first. Like I wouldn't I still, go anywhere else, I would stay with them. Every time I talk to the lecturers, I'm like, when are you going to do the degree? Because like, I don't want to do it anywhere else. If they if they turned around and I'm 50 years old and they turned around and they're like, oh, we're doing this, by the way, I'd be like, first in the line. I am first on my way, <laughs> camping overnight, just do it. So... Our first show in college was DNA by Dennis Kelly, and you were playing Kathy, and I was playing. Oh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Mark. Mark. Yes. Mark. 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 Weird. <laughs> Looking back on it now, it's such a funny. Like it. It wasn't great, <laughs> but it was such a fun experience, and I, I genuinely learned a lot about it. Like the show is not great. Not gonna lie. No, I was thinking. Do you know what I was thinking? Like, do you know what I was thinking? In every single show we've had, there has been an injury or something bad has happened. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. 
we're right okay it's we'll all planned that for later then it's all planned um, it's all written in your notes it's, it's all, all in your notes i've done my research for this um but yeah so let, let's not dwell too much on dna because uh, i didn't enjoy it uh, so let's then in second year we, you know what it was it was fun it was fun i learned a lot it was fun yeah <laughs> it was fun um so when we went into second year it was fun i mean i think there's still a bit of a lag yeah i think so too let's just try and work with it and i'll have to do some editing magic <laughs> um when we went into second year we done stone and mary by debbie tucker green and bull by mike bartlett uh, we're gonna gloss over my audition breakdown um <laughs> that happened prior to the shows um and we're just gonna talk about like the shows because we had done this really weird thing where we had watched the year above us perform so many times and come out of performances and being like shit we've got to do that next year mm -hmm. and then come to us doing stoning mary and by debbie tucker green i only had a small part in it i fucking hated standing at the back of that stage um I was more in bull. Um, Standing at the back, your arm, I was like, your arms crossed, just facing forward the entire time. It was horrible. I fucking wanted to <laughs> cut my legs off by the end of it. Um, but like, how did you go into that? Because that was, that was a, a hard play to perform, especially for the level that we had been working at. And then come to find out we, it should have been mm -hmm. for the year above. We weren't really at the level that we should have been performing that at. Do you know what? I think um, when everybody had came back in first year, we we had all taken stuff that we had learned from NQ. So we like we knew what to expect in first year. And I think that's why um, Leah had kind of went, do you know what? They do deserve a play of that such. I remember, I will still fully stand by it. I think that was the best audition I've ever done in my, like, in my entire pathway of... Um, college and I still I will still remember saying like I will remember hearing Leah like saying like I was very very pleasantly surprised by you and when she was talking to me and when I had went in and we were talking about it she was mentioning how like she could literally put me in any play and I still would do very 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 well which I remember for someone who like I still still like I still don't believe I'm like the best actor or actress or whatever we're saying but like to hear that from someone that I still respect so much, I remember thinking, oh fuck yeah, okay, I'm I'm doing well and I'm actually, it's showing, do you know what I mean? The play itself, like the rehearsal process is hard because if anybody like in Stoning Mary, if one person forgot a line or missed a line, you were fucked. You wow, were like I feel called out. Because what? Personal attack there, people forgetting lines. No, not you. I <laughs> I particularly didn't have the I mean we weren't in any scenes. I together. particularly didn't have the best we weren't in any scenes together, but I didn't I particularly didn't have the not the best duet partner. He did try his best and he was going through some things, but there was a lot of the time where he would skip a line or miss a line. And I'm like, no, we have to go back because it just we have throws to everything say this off. in this order. Or it throws everything off. It would have thrown my lines off. It would have thrown Annie or Jack, well, those people's lines off and whatnot. They're both on the what podcast. I mean? We can name them cunts. That's fine. It would have thrown like Annie and Jack's like and stuff like that off. And I remember it being such a frustrating process because I didn't know which like what more I could do. No matter how many times I sat down with this person and did his lines with him, there was always like 
bumps and stuff like that in the road and honestly like bless his wee heart like I know he did try it was just frustrating yeah to, to be fair was... we're not wanting to like attack anyone or make anyone mm-hmm. feel bad but well, absolutely not standing back as an outsider I can't really say a lot through for that mm-hmm. production and on his performance because I was very checked out throughout that performance as well but it mm-hmm. just seemed that he was doing all of the wrong things within his process. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was more interested in becoming a massively over-the-top version of a character that he really didn't need to become instead of actually mm-hmm. focusing on the lines. Because there was, and obviously, we're not going to get into it and talk about people's processes that aren't here to like defend them. But like without getting yeah. into it, there was a lot of weird things that he did, uh, that he said he did to get into the character, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get, oh yeah, I, my mind just clicked onto what you were talking about. Yeah, that, like, yeah, I, I, I can't, I just think I can't he had his priorities. It's not, it's not here. No, he's not yeah, in the wrong place. I just think his priorities mm-hmm. were sort of back to front. Yeah, because but do you know what, like, for... in an ensemble play like Stone and Mary, everybody has to be mm-hmm. so on time and on point because it's written with a rhythm, it's written that something can't be out of place. So if you're sitting there mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're doing, you're kind of fucking it for everyone else. So that the first sort of priority with that play for me would have been if I'd have had a bigger part because I didn't learn my lines. Um, <laughs> if if I would have I been was, invested. I was so shocked when I got my part. Mm-hmm. I was I was absolutely scunnered when I got my part. Oh, I did not. I auditioned, I knew it was over. I was like, okay, Don uh-huh. number three, desk leg one. I was like, bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're the door in the background. Yeah. No, I like I was absolutely like not scunnered. Scunnered's like a bad scunnered means like has bad connotations to it, but I was absolutely like, She's shocked for anybody that's not Scottish. Yeah, she just shocked. She was shocked. F- yeah. <laughs> I was like shocked to like when she was like, okay, so this is your part. I was like, sorry, come again. Because it was such a massive part. And I was like, I mean, are you sure? Like, I mean, are you are you sure you want to do that? Because, like, there's other people and they would probably do it better. And she's like, no, no, no. We're giving it to you. And I was like, okay, great. Thank you. And then you I walk outside and Ingram is crying in the corridor. <laughs> Ingram's in a ball in the corner, just, like, rocking back and forth. True story. Um, literally every week there was a meltdown. No, it wasn't. Not with me. It was just the audition, and then <laughs> I, I had like an actual mental physical breakdown where Leah had to come and get me because I was like, "I'm yeah. doing so bad, I fucked it up. I don't want to play this person." Uh-huh. Where it's like, grow up, deal what you've been dealt, and get it and get it done. But throughout, exactly. I, I was just checked exactly. out. I, I never had breakdowns after the first one. I just became insanely checked <laughs> out, which was uh, un, like yeah. not not good. Um, <laughs> So then we we get those shows out of the way and they were really good. And then we're in second year, which is our final year. So sh- we're mm-hmm. doing Shakespeare and mm-hmm. um, Macbeth. We were both uh, Macbeth. Yeah. And it, it seems to be coming at a running phase now that Ingram can't do auditions well. <laughs> because I slept in. Yeah, because you were late. That You were all... I was gonna say you were late. I was eight minutes you were late. late. That day. I was eight minutes late. I, I think someone like ended up like swapping slots as well. Yeah, I went last. With you? Did they not? I, w- I went last. Uh huh. Someone had like all the slots had just moved up. Yeah. Instead and, to and, like give you. Yeah, and not naming any names, Megan O'Neill, somebody wasn't very happy that I still managed to bag the lead. Was not. No, I, I still like. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, it's getting cold out. Cold um, out, live no, on air. Not in the sense I wasn't happy. I know, not in the sense like I wasn't happy. In the sense of it was like, you can't, like, if that was anybody else, I personally don't think that they would have gotten the lead. I think that they would have been, like, knocked down because they were late the day of auditions. Because Leah is very, very cutthroat and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So I know for a fact if that was like for Connor Patrick, for instance, if that was anybody, like he would have felt the like the repercussions to it. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? My... Nothing like nothing bad against you. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's I knew just... I was just causing <laughs> the drama. Um, on that day, I had mm. totally accepted I wasn't getting it. I had totally accepted, mm-hmm. like beforehand. I, I uh-huh. obviously sat. There was nearly thirty of us. Everybody had gone in for auditions, and uh, I, I I must have hit it out the park which I think I, I I kind of did. And I had good reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I had backed up why I wanted to play that part. But the whole day, yeah. the whole day I had, I had accepted. I was sat there going, right, you fucked it. You fucked it. You fucked it up. Mm-hmm. But in our, I got, spoiler alert, I got the part because I'm so talented. <laughs> if you haven't been um, listening to the podcast, he got the part. <laughs> um. So you were cast in Macbeth as well. And just to give people a bit of context, our Macbeth wasn't a traditional Shakespearean production, but it was spoken within iambic pentameter and things like that. But the setting was a modern day strip club uh, in the middle of Glasgow. And Macbeth was sort of the kingpin gangster after he killed Duncan. So like, spoiler alert. Um, And Megan was cast as a witch. And in our version of Macbeth, there was going to be, the witches were going to be strippers. Um. So how do you prepare for that? Because um, you were told that your costume was just going to be a lingerie set. And, like, it was literally, like, some stockings, a bra, pants. Like, how did you prepare for that to go out in front of an audience that could realistically be over 100 people and your whole family in literally your underwear? Um. Well, we actually chose our outfits. We, Leah had was like, this is, like, the way I want them to look, but whatever you like whatever you guys are comfortable in you guys are comfortable in like put that on we me me and the two girls I was like casted with we had sat down like together and just kind of had a fuck it attitude to it and just kind of went let's all just go to Am Summers and get like sets and have like colors and stuff like that so I was in red a girl was in white and another girl was in black kind of thing um and we we had made the decision to do that I remember we had a meeting with uh, Mary god bless her heart um, and we had to show her the outfits. And I just remembered like dropping my house coat and her being like, oh. <laughs> like quite like obviously shocked that I was literally in a, a lingerie set. And she was like, I don't know if you guys can go out. There was like a big, um, obviously like it was quite controversial because we were just in our scuddy, like our scuddies. And this is like an, an actual college that children go to. And we're also so inviting she, school children like, to the show. Yeah. <laughs> she was uh, so she was like really really worried like how the schools would take that um she wanted us in like a nice wee like uh, like cropped like strapped tube top with uh, basically disco shorts um and like me and the two girls kind of like stood our ground and we were like we don't think that this would actually work like that um yeah. we believe that this is like we're comfortable doing this if you're comfortable putting us out on stage we're comfortable doing this. And I will forever remember in a matinee I did, my mum, because I would only let my mum come see the matinees because I was like, because she was always busy in the evenings and stuff like that. So she came um, came to see a matinee 
um, at the same time that Russell's Nana had came to see a matinee and I remember walking out on stage to this really sensual music and we were all acting like really like like sexy and all that stuff and you just hear my mum go oh good god and I like <laughs> thank god it was like in the point that I could turn away because I literally I would have broke character like I it like completely threw me off I was like I did not expect her to be that loud however I did get a compliment from Russell's Nana saying that um acting doesn't work out like I can go into something else so, just so everybody I mean, knows as well out in good ways just so everybody knows um Megan keeps talking about Russell Russell is Megan's boyfriend who also went to college with us just in case just in case anybody's <laughs> listening who doesn't know um Russell is my partner where is Russell uh, at home oh, son rude. it's a lockdown rude <laughs> I thought you were living together I don't know why no I I live with a couple of friends uh if you ever get me back on I'll bring him good good um so talking going back to what you said earlier and I was like no let's not talk about that injuries um Macbeth was our cursed show because someone who shall remain nameless um pushed me the wrong way off of some rostra and I twisted my ankle um Mm -hmm. one of our witches she broke her foot and she broke her foot during the previous show. Yeah. We were doing like, a, we had to dance into the audience and she went up to dance with her gran and literally just missed the step and rolled on her ankle. And then so we, we were all, and she was, I think I broke my ankle. And we were like, what? And she's like, yeah, but I'll be fine. I, I, I could probably do it. I was like, no, no, no. Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, no, I'll just do it. I'll just do it in bare feet. So we had like made the decision to like all just be barefooted yeah. so it wouldn't look... A fucking as fair play to her and she fucking killed it. Oh yeah, no, she's done absolutely fantastic. We had to like change like the movement scenes, but she was an absolute trooper. Love her. Oh, honestly. Love you. And then so the witch, um uh, I, I don't give a fuck. So Lauren, the witch, um, she broke her mm-hmm. foot. And then mm-hmm. our stage, I think she was stage manager, um, also got hurt. Yes. Um but like it's like when you look back on it, every single show we've ever did, something has went wrong. Yeah. In DNA, I fell off the rostra because one of the boys playing the characters had came out the wrong way and my foot went onto his back and my body just went yeet. And I fell and I like like scunnered my hat. I like knocked my hat. I fucked it completely. I remember and I remember lying, I remember lying backstage and um a friend of mine was helping me like push my like leg like back to see how far I could actually move my hat. And I was like, just get me parasitamol, get me ibuprofen. And stoning Mary and stuff like that. The decanter smashed. I smashed the decanter. Previously. You smashed the decanter. Um, obviously, Hamlet. Broken ankle, shoved off the wrong way. <laughs> when did we ankle. do Hamlet? Oh, wait, Macbeth, sorry. <laughs> then we spoke about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Jack Mayer. One of our friends had a seizure on our final ever night as being in a theatre as Glasgow Kelvin Collins students. So fuck you, Jack, for ruining that for us all. No, 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 thank you, Jack, because I don't think I would have passed that show. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I don't think I would have passed that. I, I just remember we were all outside and he just like, obviously he was in the middle of his fit and when, when he fell, everybody just kind of looked at him and it was, we were all like, just like statues for literally five seconds. Cause we all just thought he was like- he Winding us up. Winding us up, so we're all like, oh, ha, ha, Jack, get very up. Funny. Like, so talking about on. our final show, Scenes from the Big Picture by Owen McCafferty, um, uh-huh. personally, because I was good at the accent, I helped a lot of people who weren't so good at the accent, and I know you had some issues with it. Um, it was a Northern Irish accent. What was your, like, process for... Because in the end, you'd done all right with it. It wasn't perfect, but you you, you done all right. Um, 
so what was you like your process for catching that and getting into it? I was gonna it? say call it calling me out, man. Jesus. Oh no, you you done well for this, um, how shite you were previously. I have, um, I I will like say this right now. I am not good at accents at all. Um, I'm like good at the generic American, good at the posh English. Um, we had we did like a scene, like a wee like snippet of a thing for the year below, and I did it in an entire like I did the whole thing in an entire English accent, and I remember them saying, "Oh my god, are you from England?" And I was like. No, I, no. Um, I had no process when it came to the accent at all. Um, and, and it's something I kind of look back on and I'm like, I wish, I just wish like I'd shoved myself more into it. I still had like a block of looking like an absolute fanny and like just making a fool out of myself. And I just kind of wish that that block wasn't there and I would have went into it full pelt. But it was very much... A girl living in Ireland who was clearly Scottish with an Irish twang. That was very I, much I, the I would never say you looked like a fanny while you were doing it. Like, and I, I'm the first one to call people out for looking like fannies, but I, 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 to I call never, me it. I, I would have never said you looked like a fanny while you were doing it. I, th- I think considering like the level that you were at at the beginning and what, what we got in the, the final mm-hmm. product, it was a massive, it was leaps and bounds ahead of what we'd had. Just think about my Scottish accent at Macbeth and it'll make you feel better. Oh, it makes me feel leaps and bounds better now <laughs> when you've mentioned it. No, well, to be fair, the, the lecture that we had that was the director of that play, like, me and her have, like, sat down and, like, we were speaking about it and stuff like that. She was very, very helpful in, like, ways that, I, like, I could fix it and stuff like that. Like, she is probably, like, the biggest help to me in that play because that play I did struggle with only for the fact that it was an accent. There was Whereas- an accent in it. I remember when we were getting told what show we were doing, we were like, is it an accent? And they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, but they wouldn't tell us. And, and I was like, right, number one accent, I want it to be Northern Irish. The worst one I don't want is Russian. And I was like, thank fuck. Uh-huh. Oh my God, yeah. I will like, like I will say like, it was, do you know what? The play, the the last ever evening show we were doing, I think was the best that I was ever doing it, that accent. And then Jack goes and has a fit. And I, I was like, had to ruin it. Hell? I was like, I was actually doing really well. Fucking hell. So we done that show um, and that was like sort of the big end. All we had after that was Graded Unit, which we all hated. Um, so what was like your favourite? We've got three years of it. What is your favourite funny story from college that doesn't involve me being drunk? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I have so many of you being drunk. Um, oh, do you know what? I have a favourite funny memory. I was I was looking at these questions and that was a question I was bothered by. I was like, what's my favourite funny story from college? Like, what, what, what? Um, so there's like, um, we had all decided after college that we were going out and a group of us had went to Cosmopolitan and we're having a couple of drinks and um, this guy that we went to college with, we had, he had went on stage and did a song but he did the song like with no energy. It was just straight faced. Was I there? You might have been. I, I was. I was gone that night. This is the only thing I remember is him on stage just tapping his foot, singing this song with all his heart, but no other emotion. And we're just up on the top of this balcony, like screaming. That is like the only like. I was there. I was. Do you there. know there was? I was going to say, there is probably like a lot of funny memories of college. I just don't think I was in the middle of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I've got quite a few funny memories. Um, well, I was going to um, say, what's your funniest memory? Probably, like, when I look back on it, being headbutted 
by Connor Patrick. <laughs> um, know, that's the most obvious one. Um, if we're talking not obvious, um, mm-hmm. was probably Lauren Alexander's look on her face when she got told that the other girl was allowed to be in DNA and that Lauren wasn't going to take oh. over the part. Yes. Do you know what? A, a lot of my, a lot of my like funny memories just involve Lauren Alexander. I love you, darling. She makes so many funny faces because oh, 100%. her emotion, her emotion is just on her face. If you say something, she doesn't like it. It's on her face. Do you know what I mean? Like, so half the time, like we were hearing some bullshit from somebody in college. Me and her would just make eye contact because I was like, you're going to make I me did, I did the exact same thing. Like, you're like you're gonna make me giggle just with your like facial experiences and stuff like that. Like, oh, she's another, in the game. Another funny memory that uh, we spoke about on the podcast with Ben Waddle the other day, and I just want to refresh it in your memory, is when one of the girls in our NQ class told half of the year above that she was paralyzed from the waist down, and then stood up and walked away. There's a lot. I remember we were all doing it. Uh, right, let's was... let's not call yeah. her out. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not trying to get cancelled. Like, the funniest thing happened. Uh, the girl that we're talking about in particular, we didn't have the greatest relationship with her. And a fair play to her, she didn't like us. We didn't really like her. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get on with our lives. But when I went to uni last year in Edinburgh, I randomly talking to somebody in my class, and uh, I mentioned that I'd been to Glasgow Kelvin College. And he said, Oh, so do you know bleep, bleep, bleep? She's been in my class for the past two years and what a fucking idiot she is. Oh my god. I do you know what? Like fair play. Yeah, like I I I wasn't the nicest person in my first year of college because I was still so young and naive. So I mean the, the beef that I created with this with this girl um wasn't necessary. I think I was just looking for a bit of fun. To be honest, at least we weren't the only ones that fucking hated her. Yeah, no, I know. We, we were just the ringleaders. <laughs> <laughs> we just started it off. We're the ones with <laughs> the petitions and shit. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I put on the outline as a censored question, and I, I do this sometimes if I just want a raw, funny reaction. It's always something stupid. So which of the following did you prepare, uh, prefer doing? A, walking around the space, keeping an equal distance from each other. B, <laughs> pretending to be a kitchen appliance for an hour. C, try to cram an hour-long show into a five-minute piece where instead of being the actual characters, we became members of the animal kingdom. Or D, watching a certain girl get ripped apart during our NQ graded unit mentoring sessions because she tried to do a monologue the lecturer directed her in three weeks previous. Oh my God, who was the last one? The same girl we've just been talking about. Oh my God. She tried to do Educate and Rita and we'd literally done it three weeks ago um do you know what i had some amount of laughs way walking walking around the room keeping an equal distance from each other because like halfway social distancing halfway like halfway through the exercise people had just like had such a laugh doing it and stuff like that do you know what i mean it's like once we kind of like okay this is what we're going to do like so many people just ended up coming up with like a lot of things to do that would be fun and stuff like that so it was funny like walking around the same person and like them like doing like silly gestures and stuff like that mind you that would keep us in fucking doing that thing for longer because we were all not focused yeah we weren't actually doing the proper thing we weren't doing the proper thing but it was like an actual nice wee a nice wee laugh i had i had a lot of giggles in college i did 
out of those, my favourite thing was pretending to be a kitchen appliance for an hour. I was a hand mixer. I remember Connor Patrick. Um, we can. I'll bleep his name out. I'll say that again. Uh, I oh, we remember... can. We can say Connor Patrick's name. I don't give a fuck. Sue me, bitch. <laughs> uh, I remember Connor being a washing machine and spinning around for forever. Yep. I can't even remember what I was but I just remember going every time I walked past Connor Patrick it's just him going I- I- I'm gonna be sick I- I'm gonna be sick like <laughs> yeah bless no, his wee heart I love that and then just to provide some context when we did DNA um we tried to do this for another thing where we became members of the animal kingdom because like the characters had a certain status within each other and we like gave each other a character based on like the the food chain uh, it didn't my work. brain just literally clicked to what we were talking about we printed out masks, masks. and stuff like that to wear uh, it oh didn't work God. we didn't end up doing it but um I, I think we spent a good two hours coloring in animal masks which was fun and a nice we skive i think that was <laughs> yeah that's what that's what we did that day um uh-huh. so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back um after this little short because i've got a sponsor now drama school dropout <gasps> is sponsored so oh! um We've got a little sponsor message, so that's going to be here now. And I I love this. I'm such a professional podcaster. Hi, welcome to the little sponsored part of the podcast. I'm just coming at you with some news. Me and Heather Spiden, who was my guest on episode one, have wrote a play. It's called This Is Where We Get Off. And on the 27th of February, 2021, we're going to be doing a little live rehearsed reading of it via Zoom. All of the details are available in the link in my Instagram bio. And all Drama School Dropout listeners get 10% off their tickets using the code POD. So that's P-O-D. So you get 10% off. You get a lovely little night at the theatre. And all the proceeds raised from this little live rehearsed reading we're going to be putting back into the show so that when covid does eventually fuck off we can get in the theater and get some shows going so that you can get 10 percent off of your tickets uh using the code pod pod so yeah hope to see you there and so we are back from the little break i hope you enjoyed that little sponsored message i feel so good having a sponsor on the podcast so professional i feel like um like coronation street where it comes up like coronation street sponsored by quality street (laughs) so getting right back into it in um first year of college which is really our second year that always bugs me um we have a module called devised where we get together in a little group and we just devise a piece of theater for that's got to be like 20 minutes long um so we were in different groups uh and mine was all about dementia and you, you took a similar sort of route doing it about mental health. Um, mm-hmm. But let's not talk about your devised. Let's talk about the things that nearly prevented your devised. Oh, okay. Um, are we talking about um, so, the fact that we had spent all, so much time on our movement? Yeah. And well, then all everything of it, else is shite? Talking about all, right, it wasn't yeah. shite. It just wasn't great. It wasn't up to par. <laughs> yeah. You, like, you want to say it was shite. If I can say it's shite, you can say it's shite. Um, yeah, it was shite. But the movement yeah. was really good. Yeah. I still, I still love that movement. And every time I hear that song come on. So like, I, I think about say, it all the time. As soon as I, Believer like, comes on. That's why it was like, I remember in our last year, we had like the opportunity to do like a showcase. Thing where we would, a showcase. And I remember thinking, I want to do that. I want to do that movement. But then we never did the showcase. I remember being really upset. Yeah, half I remember the class vetoed want, that. Half the class vetoed that. 
because I remember being like we could do it and we could like change it and actually make it better and get like the dance lecturers working with us and in it yeah but we we had spent majority of our time on the movement so doing the piece to Candyman doing the piece to Believe I really had spent so much time on that that when it came to oh my god where's the rest of that we were like we were scunnered and we just had to go around and like do it all over again and I remember sitting and listening to the feedback from everybody and just being in the shittiest mood ever because it's like that way where it's like I felt so like particular about it and it was such need and it really does become like your baby like I remember we we changed a lot of hours quite late on in the game and it it was genuinely like you had a little bit of like withdrawal symptoms after it like because bear in mind we'd been working we had a, a lot of time on devised i think i want to say we had like three months and it was mm-hmm. every day with the same people working on this and crafting a, a piece of theater that became especially like the three out of the four of them which were really good um mm-hmm. like the three w- were all very hard-hitting subjects and everyone that was in them had like because i know for, for there's fact, four there was four yeah but three of them was were four <laughs> Um, I I know for a fact that everyone in my group because we had done it on dementia we all had a very strong personal connection to dementia Mm -hmm. we all knew somebody within our families that had dementia so Mm -hmm. it it does become like your baby really and you Mm -hmm. start to get like anxiety about showing it to people it was mental yeah I just remember like I remember being like just just like the knocked down I remember feeling so defeated when I'd hear like heard that all of this um like the feedback and stuff like that and I know everybody like wasn't out to get us in a sense I know that people were just kind of like we're only doing this to help and stuff like that I like I honestly like was like yeah no I get that but when it's something that like we were the same in our group like a lot of us had like either like mental health problems or had new people that had suffered from mental health issues um we had all felt near and dear to it as well but I think it's because like when we heard all of this I think I initially thought I was like we were gonna have to scrap the full thing and yeah do it all over again do you know what I mean and it wasn't the case we had just ended up taking a new approach to it and I'm so happy that we took a new approach to it and we had made it like this is how she envisions things in her head yeah it's not it's not what it it's not what it actually is and we had some really really nice parts like there was a part where um Jack Mayer who was on the podcast previously he's standing talking to the audience and he just goes like that and he turns and he's like are you listening Megan to just clicked her and fingers for everybody yeah it's just listening and not it's like he just he like he clicks his fingers at the audience and he goes are you listening hello are you listening and he turns around it's like he was talking to me the entire time so we had like some really 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 nice transitions oh, no, and stuff it, like it that was really good um and then you went away sort of that that was the one thing that we all sort of realized during device that nobody was ever out to get anyone we were yeah. all just wanted because this was like a festival of device theater that we were putting on and there was four different groups that had their own 20 minute piece um mm-hmm. we all wanted this to be the best thing because other people were coming to see it and things like that i genuinely think everybody just had everyone's best interests at heart and mm-hmm. after that he's but I, I know it can still be hard to hear the constructive like con- criticism of it but after mm-hmm. that you went away and you, you worked on it and it was really really good and then like, yeah we came back with something before, so much better yeah and then like three days before we were actually due to perform 
one of the boys in your group broke his back. It was like one of those signs where we were like, this has been centered around two voices in her head. Yeah. We have to have another voice. And honestly, big up to the girl that had offered, we had yeah, put like a, a plea of help. The yeah below, above us stepped mm-hmm. in and took his place in the. Yeah. So honestly, like, also, we like, had put like a plea of help and Leah had also did a plea of help because we had no idea what had happened to this person. We had only knew that they didn't show up and they weren't answering to anybody's messages. And it was Leah that basically sat down and had a hard conversation with us and is like, if he's he's unreliable, then you need to cut him because this takes priority over anything. Um, And unfortunately we did. We made the decision to cut him and it wasn't a a decision we took lightly. It's always horrible Um, having to remove someone from a piece, especially when they've mm -hmm. contributed so much to to the piece's core and and being so close to... um, it being so close to um like completion her heart and do you know what it is it's we our class as a whole we like we were all so tight that when it came to giving criticism or giving like constructive feedback or um like having to cut someone it it was like more in the sense of like we were all pally yeah we were all pally but honestly big like big hats off to the person who came in from the year above who had yes. answered her plea and came in and <laughs> you know what she came in with like an open mind and she actually gave so many ideas so it was actually yeah. it was really really good like it ended up being like she gave us so much more she's like oh like in this piece of the movement you should do this instead and we're like that makes so much more sense let's do that so it was also, very very like that somebody got to do device twice i'd have fucking loved that no i know i wish i got to do device twice so let's talk about something else now that mm-hmm was a massive theme for you throughout college uh let's talk about russell um my man (laughs) my boo (laughs) so when we started college russell and megan were not together and they got together i I can't remember how fucking long in how long was it oh my god we 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 got off very quick we got together a month in. we started college in october uh, august and we were together at the end of september yeah um so like i i always ask um, people that have got relationships and things the same question and I think it would be interesting to ask you this being like in a class with Russell and mm-hmm. all of us acting and sometimes you do get put into positions like like a witch like being a witch and a stripper uh, or having to kiss somebody or doing something that if you weren't an actor you wouldn't be doing because you're in a mm-hmm. relationship did that ever cause any like any friction or was there ever any like conversations where it's like uh, Megan, you're kissing him a bit too realistically. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, no, we we had like, when we realised that we both really, really liked each other and this was like something that we actually wanted to actively pursue like in a relationship, we had both like had like a really, really in-depth conversation at the beginning of a relationship and we were like, we like this in a sense comes first because this was our commitment first. This yeah. is what we applied to do like like acting is like a very very touchy feely thing do you know what I mean so you have to if you're in a relationship with someone in class you have to go in with an open mind you have to be like there could be kissing in this script and they have to do it do you know what I mean I mean I've seen at least three of people who were in our class naked yeah like possibly more (laughs) like possibly more but I've seen I know I've seen 
my lady Macbeth naked. Mm-hmm. Let's not call out people that I've like seen naked. <laughs> um, but like I will say this to anybody that is like in a relationship and they're like maybe in the same class of acting together you have to be in an open mind and you actually have to be comfortable with yourself to know you that have to get ready to be this is just about. a job yes yeah. oh god yeah we got complained about a lot i mean let's just say they weren't worthy complaints um so now oh, sorry my headphones are falling off so professional um <laughs> so now when we left college i know that you had applied to a few unis um mm-hmm. like you didn't pursue it that year I, I don't know the reasons behind it um have you got have you got any plans uh, are we going back to drama school are we gonna get back into acting or i would love to get back back into acting but i don't necessarily think drama school is the way that i would go i'm not a very like i loved college i did i loved college but um seeing I already had decided I was gonna take a year out and just work and save money and like try and travel and stuff like that. Um update, I did none of that. Um <laughs> COVID. But <laughs> COVID. Um but I remember like hearing all these stories and like just like hearing all of this and just remember thinking it's actually not something I'm interested in, as in the writing aspect of it like doing all the evaluations and doing all the essays and yeah, stuff like that that's, that's like, something that you don't get told when you go to drama school you're basically going to you evaluate do a lot of how writing. fucking well you can breathe like you're going to evaluate why you have said hi and it literally could be the first line you've ever said and they're like why are they saying hi why are they saying, why are they saying it like why are they saying it with this tone like why aren't they saying hi how are you and sometimes it's just but they're they're, they're they've just said hi they're not, uh, like do you know what i mean but like the whole writing aspect of um call it like of like acting and stuff like that just wasn't for me and it actually turned me away from acting as a whole more than I wish yeah. it did I love being on stage I love the rehearsal process I love all of that it was genuinely just the whole writing aspect just wasn't for me and so um if there are any agents out there hit Megan up hit me up give me a job <laughs> right so moving on, I've got a fun little mm-hmm. game for us to play now. We've got a new segment. Um, it's not that new anymore. It's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. I was absolutely shocked with the results last time, by the way. I was <laughs> stunned. I was like, are you joking? I'm Which one was that? Was that with Ben? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Call the police on this man. What What are you thinking? Just for some context, that was the one where the lecturer had heavily implied that if people in his class got naked and cried, they would get a better grade. Go back and listen to the episode with Ben Waddle. It was episode number five. But Look, at got... least give them a couple of bottles of wine before you like, throw that on them. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. We've got three new scenarios. Two are stage right and one is stage shite. And it's Megan's job to... Um, guess which one is stage shite and so far i've played this game you're the third person nobody has got it right yet i'm excited i'm i'm ready let's go i'm ready i'm excited so number one our Mm -hmm. lecturer made us put two feet in one welly and hop around pretending to be the pixar lamp i can see that right number two (laughs) our lecturer showed a boy a picture of his recently deceased brother before a scene so he could get into the moment and cry okay i see that and number three, we didn't wear uniforms at my secondary school and my new drama teacher asked my science teacher if I was single because he thought I worked there, LOL. He told me the night of our prom, nothing happened. He is now happily married. So 
god, they're all like two feet in It's all stuff that I can see. The Pixar lamp, the de- picture of the boy's dead brother, so he could cry in the scene, and a teacher fancying a student who he thought was a teacher. Okay, I can see the this the teacher fancying the student, thinking that uh, she was a teacher, especially if you go to school and you don't have like uniforms, it might be like a little bit difficult to suss it out. Because yep. in obviously secondary schools in Scotland, if you see a tie and a shirt, you're like, okay, well, that's Wait. a student. That's a child, do you know what I mean? Um the the one with the dead brother, I see that because some people need things to get them like emotional for a scene like a lot of people can it's either tap into the dead brother though so i'm i'm guessing that this boy is still grieving i'm gonna go with the pixar lamp is stage shite yeah right so you're saying that stage shite is our lecturer put made us put two feet in one welly and hop around pretending to be the pixar lamp well megan you're Wait the first person to ever get it right yeah fucking yes it was like the way you said it i was like fucking hell i'm doubting myself without you do you know what i mean <laughs> that's what we gotta Jesus. do yeah but the, it, i mean Get some shitty things do happen in drama school but <laughs> i can't I imagine ever being shown like a picture of somebody that i loved that had just died can you imagine just coming off stage and be like okay i'm ready i'm ready, ready. <laughs> dead, dead, dead brother dead brother and then just going on stage crying honestly uh-huh. man so we've come to the end of the podcast and oh. thank you so much for coming on um, and thank you thank everyone, you so much for having me and thank you to everyone at home that's managed to listen to me chat shite for whatever how many ever episodes it is now and um, if you want please leave a little rating or review down in the box below five stars is always nice now now that we've got a sponsor i want some more reviews to make me look even better and blue tick on Can instagram you... next please oh and if you, wanna submit, if you want to submit a theatre story, a crazy theatre story for stage right or stage shite, you can email me at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. Uh, and then you can always follow me on social media. Um, I'm on all my social medias at Ingram Noble. Where can they find you, Megan? Oh, they can also find me on like any social media. My Instagram is Megan O'Neill with two L's, O-X-O underscore. It's literally just pictures of me at like in my house because of covid there's nothing yeah. there's nothing really interesting on it but followers because a follower is better than nothing exactly thank you so much for having me yes thank you so much for coming on and thank you to everyone again for listening at home uh, i've been your drama school dropout talking to megan o'neill today and uh, we'll see you all again next week for another fun episode of a drama school dropout thank you so much for listening guys <laughs>